Welcome back to the Red Dice Stories RPG podcast. I'm your host, John, and today I'm going to be talking a little bit about the allure of old books. Now, let me start with a little bit of a disclaimer. I'm no massive collector of books. Sure, I've got a fair few shelves of RPG books, but I'm not a serious collector. You know, I don't spend ages scouring the internet and whatever for old or valuable books. However, I do have some old books that have a particular sort of nostalgia value to me. So I'm looking around now and from where I'm sitting in my room, I can see my copy of the West End Games Star Wars D6 version. I can see a couple of old copies of Call of Cthulhu. I can see my orange spine collection of AD&D first edition books behind me and although they're not strictly sort of old books I've got a lot of the original adventures reincarnated from Goodman Games which sort of reprise old modules from the heyday of D&D. So how did it come about that I started thinking about the allure of old books? Well, it came about because I was reading a book called Cities, which was originally published by, I believe it was Midkemia Press, if I'm saying that correctly. But the third edition I've got of it was published by Chaosium Inc. And I forget who it was who recommended this to me. Probably one of the anchorites or Jason or somebody like that recommended this to me when I was talking about running an adventure in a city and effectively it's a big book of tables to help bring a city to life in an RPG and it's part of the Universal Supplement series apparently published in 2013 and it's not really available as new so but because it had been recommended by someone whose opinion I valued I had to do a bit of scouting around on the internet to find a second-hand copy. It wasn't massively difficult, you know. Well, it's not like a really, really rare book. But I still had fun like looking around and trying to find it and track it down. It was a little bit like detective work, I suppose. And I quite enjoyed it, I'm not going to lie. And the same was true when it came to my Orange Spine books, my AD&D First Edition books. Now... My wife, ages and ages ago, when she used to work at our local game shop, bought me one of the tiny, like, mini versions of the Alien D First Edition books, like the little pocket-sized versions they used to do, and it was the Manual of the Planes. But, and I've read it a couple of times, but, you know, I struggled a bit with it because the text is so tiny, because it's literally the original book shrunk down to, like, less than A5 size. But it was a, it was a cute little thing, you know. But, um... As time went on, you know, I started getting more into OSR gaming and stuff like that. I started thinking, well, it would actually be kind of nice to to have some of the earlier books. And you might say, well, why don't you go for like BX or Beckme or something like that? Because that seems to be more your vibe. And it is, but I've already got Old School Essentials, which is pretty much a faithful reproduction of that. Whereas... At the time, I didn't really have any clones or retro clones that were AD&D. Now, I pretty much missed the boat on AD&D 1st Edition. It was all about AD&D 2nd Edition when I first came in. And even then, I didn't really start playing D&D until much later. I just cut the sort of tail end of that. And I've got 
I've got the core books for second edition AD&D, but not much else. And I thought, well, it'd be nice to go back and maybe pick up some of these first edition AD&D books. So I'm always hearing people raving about the, the gem guide and stuff like that. But when I looked at the first sort of published versions, they're ridiculously expensive. And much as I wanted to get hold of copies, I wasn't really willing to pony up that much money. So I did a little bit more digging, again, researching into it. And eventually I found that they'd republished them all with orange spines. And I was like, oh, that'd be quite cool. And it'd look quite nice on the old bookshelf, especially since I'd already got a copy of Baramaze, which has that sort of orange spine. And I was like, that'd be a nice solid group to go for. And I gradually started sort of building up, trying to collect all of the books they've released that have orange spines. So in no particular order, that's the Player's Handbook, the Dungeon Master's Guide, Monster Manual 1 and 2, Unearthed Arcana, Oriental Adventures, Dragonlance Adventures, Greyhawk Adventures, Legends and Lore, Manual of the Plains, Dungeoneer's Survival Guide, and Wilderness Survival Guide. And I started off with the Wilderness Survival Guide because at the time I was just starting off my old school essentials campaign and I was like, oh, it'd be kind of nice to put a bit more like flavour into the wilderness and a few people had mentioned that to me. So I started off with that and then I gradually expanded from there. And although I've tried to get books that are in sort of relatively good condition, there's a few that have got little dings and sort of uh, knocks to them. But to be honest, for me, that's part of the charm of the book. As long as you can actually read them and use them for what they were intended for, I'm absolutely fine with, you know, like a, a bit of a scuffed cover or something like that. And one of the things I also loved about it was a few of them I, I purchased off like second, various second-hand sellers, whether that be eBay or other websites. A few of them had like people's handwritten notes or like old character sheets still like tucked inside the book. And that's really cool because it gave me the idea that, you know, obviously this book has been well loved by someone and used and enjoyed for their gaming in the past. So it feels kind of nice that, you know, you're sort of preserving something like that and you're keeping it going. So in addition to that, I've also got my second edition vampire books where when I first started out, I bought like a random vampire book from my local game store. Because I didn't really know about the editions of it or anything then. I bought the, the second edition sort of main book for it. Instead of like the third edition one which was the current edition at the time. And I picked up a few of the books as we went on. And then eventually realised that oh this is like an older edition. But I'd already got like a handful of books then. So I just kept hold of them. Every now and again when I saw one that sounded cool. I'd just grab hold of it. And I've now got a small collection of like second ed vampire the masquerade books don't get me wrong i've not i've not really gone into it with the whole sort of a uh, the same sort of idea as the orange spines for ad and d thinking oh you know i'm going to collect all of these i've just sort of picked them up when i've come across them at a reasonable price mostly in my local game shop as was but you know occasionally if i see something online although i don't play as much world of darkness now then i might consider picking it up but again it's that uh it's that feeling of sort of that explorative feeling and you know almost <laughs> in a very very small way it's almost like mirroring the the experience of your player characters in a D, &D game you know you spend 
all that time sort of hunting through the dungeon, all that time searching and looking, and eventually, if you're lucky, amongst all of the other rubbish, you find that those sweet, sweet GP, those gold pieces, and you find the treasure there. And it's a bit like, I, I always feel a bit like that when I'm sort of going on eBay or anything like that to look for an old book, you know. You spend a lot of time searching through either stuff that's in bad condition or just isn't what you want in that sort of slight vague hope that you'll come across a little treasure. Maybe it's scuffed a little bit. Maybe it needs a bit of a, a polish or a clean or a bit of TLC. But you might find that sort of one little diamond in the rough that you can then grab and add to your collection. And that's always a great deal of fun for me. Also, looking at these old books, I think it's nice to see where sort of gaming came from, to be honest. And don't get me wrong, I'm no gaming historian. I don't have a good enough memory for that. I'm sure there's people who can wax lyrical chapter and verse about the benefits of AD&D First Edition or games in years gone by, but I can't really do that. And I'm not saying that these old games are the best systems necessarily. And to be honest, a lot of them, I don't really have a great deal of nostalgia tied up in. Because like I say, I didn't really get started with D&D. I started playing Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. And I've still got my Hogshead edition of that. But it's still nice to see the evolution of games, if you want to call it that. And where they came from. Now, sometimes I don't necessarily agree with the way that games have evolved. Or they don't meet my particular taste. But that's fine, you know. There's no one like putting a gun to my head and forcing me to play newer versions of games. And the fact that a lot of these older games are out there, or at least retro clones and stuff like that of the of these old D and D versions are out there, I think it's a great thing because it means you can go back and sort of have a look at how things were. You can also, via the fact that a lot of authors tinker with them to make them suit their particular taste, you can have a look at how things might have been if the evolution of the game had taken a slightly different track. I suppose it's like those what-if stories in like Marvel and whatever, you know, where they're like, oh, what if uh, Peter Parker hadn't become Spider-Man or whatever? Or what if someone else had become the Ghost Rider or whatever? It's nice here we go, oh, what if the... Um, what if the person who people who created D D actually lent more in a sword and sorcery vein rather than towards the, the sort of traditional like pseudo medieval style they eventually went for? And I think that's really interesting just as a, a thought experiment and also as a source of inspiration for your own games. Because if you look at other people's ideas, quite often it'll spark off something in your own mind. You can then take away in part or in whole and bring back to your own game and use it to improve it and like i say sometimes ideas don't work sometimes they do but i would rather put a load of new ideas in and have half of them get junked than not have any ideas at all so there we go that's part of the appeal of these old books the allure if you will for me it's one part treasure hunt one part nostalgia and seeing where the history of gaming comes from and another part inspiration giving me strange ideas that i might not have considered myself wise that i can then bring back to my own game so i hope you've enjoyed this episode if you'd like to get in touch tell me what you think about old books yourself what's your favorite old book then you can get in touch with us a number of ways you might even be featured in a future episode you can leave us a voicemail message either using speakpipe 
or Anchor. There'll be a link in the description of this episode. Or you can send us an email to rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com. Until we see you again, take care. Whatever you're playing, whatever edition it is, have fun. Thank you.